says in the top of Mark Defenses, you only do your own stuff because you can improve your quality. Mm. So, let's see. Oh, it better be good. So, we're kicking off with uh, Buckinghamshire, Buckinghamshire Road. And it's quite difficult to think uh, information about these graves because normally, mm. here's where the Jews are in all over the place. But, because they're available all, all over the place, but these graves are found something in my head. Um, copper red beer with a yeasty bready nose and raisin fruit and and raisin fruit and spicy hops. Tart fruit, biscuity malt and bitter hop resins fill the mouth. The finish is dry and bitter with rich juicy malt, burnt fruit and peppery hops. I really rate it. That's almost everything. Mm. <laughs> all, yes, all of the ingredients of beer in this beer. <laughs> so, anything you want well, it's a lovely colour. It claims to be handcrafted as well. It would all be uh, handcrafted. I don't know. You might have to pump them out. Maybe some steam. Oh, like Bud Lighter. Yeah. Robot beer. Bender from He loves that stuff. Robot beer. He's a big fan. <laughs> Probably wouldn't like this stuff. No, crafted by humans. That doesn't mean it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's very peppery. Mm. Is, that, is that a little bit soapy? Mm. Maybe it's, is that the mug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did wash the mug with yeah. a handkerchief. Clean mug. Yeah, put them in bleach. <laughs> it, smells, it smells a little bit of coriander. Mm. It, yeah, it's got that. It's, well, it's got quite a fresh uh, smell. Yeah. Like when you cut. Yeah, when you, yeah, when you just cut it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get the, um, the, the fruit as well, the tart fruit and the caramel after, after a bit. Mm. It is quite tart. I, I don't know if it's fruity. Tart fruit. <laughs> 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 no, fruit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's alright. It's quite nice. What does it say on the bottom? 
using the finest quality malted barley. I think every, every single beer says it uses the finest quality ingredients. I've yet to find a beer that says... We use the rubbish stuff. <laughs> we use the cheapest <laughs> rubbish yeah. stuff we can find. All the things that no one else wants. We went down the shops to get some barley and they were fresh out of the good stuff. So we bought some cat. So we had to wear for the Exactly. some wheat. Uh, this roasty sambar ale is lively and fruity. It's a classic hot finish. It is quite dry, isn't it? Yeah, I've definitely had sweeter, rounder beers. It's almost, mm. I don't know, it's not quite metallic, but it's creamy in that. In that way, like if you put a penny on your tongue, it's like that. <clears throat> well, um, the last beer that we tried uh, when we were on the Cordy podcast, uh, on Pale Mail, mm, uh, which was really nice, was described as being being very metallic. Mm. Um, I I really liked it. I, th- I mean, it got the highest score. Um, mm. yeah. um, I don't know. It's definitely very fresh. I mean, I can imagine them um, <clears throat> if I had to. I had to have something nice and refreshing, and I had to drink a whole pint of this stuff. I quite enjoy it, which is damning with faint praise because 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 what I'm saying is it's kind of but it's not got a lot to it in a funny sort of a way. Mm. It's mm. it's not you don't I don't taste it and go wow there's loads going on there. It's almost like um, the kind of freshness and the, the freshness and bitterness of it is more of it than the actual flavours in it. Like what it does in your mouth is bigger than. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of tastes fizzy. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's the, that's the overwhelming impression of it. <laughs> fizzy, wow. Fizzy and metallic. I'm not, I'm not really picking it up here, am I? <laughs> like, yeah, like a chemistry experiment. Well, you know. Chemistry experiment. Oh no, we've, we've gone from being quite complimentary to being really mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually quite enjoying it. <laughs> like, yeah, so I'm sitting here damning it and then just drinking the whole thing. <laughs> Maybe is it because we started with maybe we started with a kind of the, the gentlest one and maybe that's yeah why we're not getting loads from it but Least yeah intense it's definitely I mean it would be good to clean out your mouth after like mm. a curry or a, yeah or it's, some yeah. pasta or something like that it's it's on the lager side of ales rather than on the fruity mm. yeah, what do you mean good with food I mean if you kind of had it with some sort of quite rich food and you kind of needed something quite clean mm. then I guess it would be quite good for that yeah it is quite sour at the end though. The aftertaste, I find it, it, it is, the flavour at the beginning is quite, you know, much of a muchness, but I don't really like that sourness afterwards. Um, so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it's not one of my... You wouldn't reach for it? I wouldn't reach for it. <laughs> what? <laughs> reach for it, reach for it. Truck. <laughs> and Marks and Spencer's. Yeah, yeah. Marks yeah. and Spencer's is the only place you can reach for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, 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 <laughs> it is approved by camera, which I'm sure will keep mm. your fans happy. Mm, yeah. Honestly, the camera says we're about, they don't say they like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marks and Spencer's have done something quite interesting on the labels as well, and they've put a taste intensity. Score on the label as well. Score means, and this is taste, in, taste intensity four. Uh, I don't know how. I, I don't, don't know, know how high it goes. Is. Is it, it, it doesn't. It's not that strong to me. Mm. No, and the some that we've got some that are. Oh, okay, right. What so one, one to seven. 
So uh, mm. beers which have a lower taste intensity rating, in quotes, are more delicate in flavour without compromising in character, while those with a higher rating are more robust and distinctive in taste. So I guess we're kind of halfway we're middle, up, aren't we? Yeah. We're mm. four out of seven. Oh, maybe that might explain it. Mm. Uh, definitely. I mean, it's, it, it's light and nice and... And I've polished off <laughs> what you poured me, so it can't <laughs> be that bad. I think it needs a wee bit more. I feel like I'm being mean. You need to be careful of the uh, bits in the bottom of the sediment, yeah. Yeah. Over here clanking. Yeah, because it's conditioned in the bottle, isn't it? Until <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the tequila worm comes out. Uh, this is brewed by um, Dale. Dale Brewer. Dale. Dale Brewer. Oh, sorry. Dale Brewer. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Dale Brewer in Buckinghamshire. I love the place name Brill. Yeah. It makes it sound like oh, it, should, a, it should be great. Yeah. There's, a, there's some facts about Brill, isn't there? There are some facts about Brill. I, I found them. Where have they gone? Mm. They say yeah. it's. Classic multi bitter with a hoppy finish is there. Yeah, it's definitely definitely hoppy. Okay, so here's the top the top brill fact, um, <laughs> which is that the village was the inspiration for um, the town of Bree in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And in fact, actually, Bree is where they stop off at the start of the journey in that tavern, and they have big big huge mugs of ale, and they meet Strider. What? Oh wow! So all... it's 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 beer associated with mead. We almost had Strider in there. Almost. Oh yeah, tea, tea cups. Way food cups of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a middle class beer, beer podcast. I just poured, I just poured another. <laughs> <laughs> I just poured another bunch, um, another slug of it, and mm. uh, it had a bit more of a head on it this time. And actually, if you kind of try and get the head going and then kind of drink it through that, it, you get much more of the hops. I'll probably taste a, bit a wee bit um, stronger down down the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's it. A lot of the flavour of the beer is, is in the head, isn't it? Mm. <coughs> well, I think, I think uh, we've said all we can about it. It's a bit, mm. so I don't know, it's a difficult one. It's a bit of a bore. It's a bit difficult to say much about it because it's all right. It's yeah, it's okay. But there's not much going on. Mm. Uh, so let's go then. Uh, I would give it. Probably a five. Mm. It's, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, <clears throat> six or seven, six, I think. I, mean, it's, it's, I don't want to be mean. I think, <laughs> I think it was, I mean, if, if, I, if I had to drink a pint uh, and I wanted something quite refreshing and clean uh, but which didn't taste of nothing, then I think I'd quite enjoy it. Mm. Um, mm. It's maybe just because we're concentrating on it. But it's, it's, it's all right. It's not great. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm going to give it five as well. It's a bit down the line. It's fine. It's uh, fine. Very well in your tongue. I really want to agree. <laughs> because I feel the same. But I also, um, I, I, I really, it seems it's pretty salty at the end. Um, so, you know, I would drink it. I wouldn't avoid it. It's going to be rubbish yeah. evening, isn't it? That was Buckinghamshire Ale uh, from Arthur Spencer's. And we'll be back with uh, beer four. 
And we're back with Theo Green, which is, uh, not surprisingly, Mark Fitzgerald's uh, Cornish IPA. Okay, so ratebeer.com rates this one quite highly. I don't know what their average rating is, but this one scores 73% overall. So from the 19 people who've tasted it, it gets almost 4 out of 5, which is a pretty good going. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's 5% alcohol. Marks and Spencer's rate it a four on the taste intensity. Um, and we've had comments like lots of dense, sticky, ivory coloured head, uh, bright garden mint aroma, a little cold grapefruit, clean nettle, mint, electric bitterness. Someone got quite uh, poetic about it. <laughs> 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 turn, this, turn this into a song. Um, yeah, electric bitterness would be great. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, modest strength British beer in a bottle that has all the goodness you'd expect from a classic version. It's certainly a more golden colour than the last one. It is, isn't it? It's much lighter, yeah. Almost look kind of almost lager coloured. That smell quite pretty. That was a bit like um a freakier smell to it. Mm. Mm. It smells like some uh, some shower body wash. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> Like Redox as well. I was washing the mug down. Looks like caramel as well. It's kind of like yeah. Yeah, I like the smell of it. Really nice. It tastes fruitier as well. I can see the grapefruit, citrusy comments there. Still get, still get a little bit of that sweetness, but I think that sweetness is because it's been bottled in whiskey. So if it's bottle conditioned, does it improve with age? Do you think? It does. Uh, can you put it? In, can you lie it down in a cellar and, and leave it like you would a bottle of wine? You're supposed to store it upright, uh, but it does. It does say that it improves like like wine. Mm. I used to work with a gentleman called uh, Pete Brown who writes books about beer, um, and has done many voyages into beer. But he he used to swear by um, laying beer down until it's way past its spellbook date. Really? Take bottles of and even kind of stuff like Stella, um, and kind of lay it down until it's quite somewhere past its sell-by date, and he'd open it up and it would taste much more, I guess, hoppy or something. Uh, I'm not an expert like he is, but he he was he was a really he's really into kind of aging beer past kind of its natural date. Maybe yeah. a bit connoisseur thing. Got someone here who comp- uh, compares this one to Cornish ice cream. It tastes milky. <laughs> Try it with a flake in it. I, I like this one more than definitely. I think you could probably drink more of this. It's got a really pleasant taste. Mm. It's quite summery, isn't it? Yeah. For me, for some reason, I, I think I can taste apricots, but it's not really part of the um, grapefruit <laughs> category. <laughs> Sort your fruits out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's white labelled for Marks and Spencer's, but it comes from the St Austell Brewery, which who who were um, regional brewer of the year this year, which is probably why it's new. Mm. And what else do they make? Uh, ice cream. There seems to be all sorts of things that this could be. Almost everything they do, in fact, that said it was won an award or something. <laughs> <laughs> they set it up just for that beer. <laughs> And it seems that they could win awards as well. And uh, 
It's the best beer from St. Osgood's yeah. at this particular end of town. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so they almost they also make tribute, which is, I believe, widely sold in pubs across Cornwall. Supreme Champion Ale of Cornwall, as voted by Cameron. Not just the champion, the, the supreme, supreme champion. champion. Yeah. There was another champion there, but they had a fight. Yeah, <laughs> there's one won. That does that, 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 that does sound like it's you know, like you pass over an enormous belt. Oh. From one exactly. bottle of beer to the yeah. other. There's a bunch of there's a, a like press release. Wrestling. There's a press release just beforehand when the two beers just basically threaten each other. <laughs> and, uh, and it, 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 all goes, yeah, it all goes a bit hairy, and then they and then one of them yeah, loses. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> this one won, so hey, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's much more. Um, I mean, it's kind of it, it has a four on its place profile, like the last one. So they on paper they're the same, I guess, but it's actually got much more to it. I think because yeah. you kind of you can kind of feel it going off in your mouth. Yeah, it's a bit yeah, a bit more vibrant than the last one. Mm. Um, was this the beer that was also the Crown Beer Fair? It was the beer. <laughs> yeah, the famous. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've been we've been doing our uh, our research. And so, so there's what is it? so there's a there's singers that you turned. So there's this guy. What's his name? So this Who? is this is Paul Garrard. Yeah. On Real Ale Net. Hi, Paul. Paul, this out to you. <laughs> Basically saying that he really really loves this. He doesn't quite say that, does he? What does he? Oh no, he's. Yeah. A, <laughs> he actually says he was basing basing his discussion on on a on a Radcliffe and McConey debate about which musician would you turn gay for. So he was he was saying which beer which beer would you turn gay or straight for, basically change your orientation whatever it may be, and this is the one. So he, what he's meaning is that he would go to those lengths just to, just to have this beer, R- <laughs> rather than th- this beer is gay and you'd have to because yeah, that was that's just too confusing. I don't really. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm not sure he's really thought it through because <laughs> where he starts is who would you turn who who would you turn who would you turn gay for? Mm. Morrissey is which his answer, makes, which does make a lot of sense because you kind of go yeah, if yeah. you'd have to if you're a guy, yeah, mm. that would make sense. All men fancy then, Morrissey a little bit, don't they? Of course, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I was, the man has a way with words, which <laughs> it's very difficult to turn down. <laughs> not that he's ever tried. You can talk, <laughs> yeah. I have to say, you can talk any man, you can talk the pants off any man. <laughs> he probably, I'm sure he probably could. However, but then he kind of extends that so that that game is then extended to beer. Which beer would you turn gay for? And and I'm not sure the logic sort of breaks down a bit for me. Yeah. I don't think you'd have to. I think this beer. I mean, I'm drinking it without having to have altered my orientation either way. Well, it's maintaining your sexual orientation. Yeah. yeah. And I'm drinking it without cheating on anyone. So. Yeah. 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 So everybody's happy. <laughs> Plus, it's delicious. So it's both harmonious <laughs> and very nice. I'm liking this beer more and more. So the advertising slogan would be the beer you don't have to turn gay for. Hmm. Yeah, I think we might have cracked something there. We should probably phone them up before they hear this. <laughs> See, are, are beers male or female? There's a question. Well, like men men love men love their beer, but do they love it like a friend or do they love it like a woman? I reckon there's a scientific and boring answer to that, and it'll be in the. I'm I'm sure I heard somewhere. I was saying to you just before we started talking that the the, the aromatic hop is always female. I don't know whether that's a true or b just related to certain hops. Well, I need to look into that. Perhaps, that's, yeah, that's pretty high level beer knowledge. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, need, we need to know beer psychology. <laughs> clearly, not high level knowledge that I have a particularly sound grasp of. <laughs> I'm just repeating it parrot fashion as if I know what I'm talking about. And that's, I mean, that's, I'm sure that that's the kind of thing that can be 
put it in the, in the mm. books. Um, but it would mean that, that, that the man that we were just discussing wouldn't have had... The great irony, of course, is that he wouldn't have had to turn gay for this beer. <laughs> if, it <had> <laughs> if it were female, he would mm. have turned gay and then, and then obviously... The fem- the, then the beer would have been unattainable, unattainable <laughs> ironically <laughs> <laughs> a sad story sad to be a female beer well yeah. um, you, I mean we don't, <laughs> we don't really often uh, ha- ha- in fact you don't at all have beers that are advertised for women do you? I don't think we do uh, no. no that's yeah that's a good point even, even, even like WKB which is what you could say it's an alcohol yeah. It's mm. a really sober advert. It's a really blinky advert. Yeah, it's a chatty advert. Mm. I, mean, I think the feeling, the, the feeling, um, something more than dabbled in advertising. <laughs> I, I think the feeling, I mean, whenever I've spoken to kind of beer people, they're kind of, I think, I think the, the vast majority of it is drunk by men, and furthermore, they feel like if they would advertise beer towards women, it would kind of alienate all the blokes. I think that's, there's always a feeling with advertising. If you, kind of pro- if you position a product at Women, I don't know if it's true or not. I'm, I'm oh, not sure. It might be a bit more, as far as it I'm not drinking that. Oh, but it clearly in that accent. It, that's exactly that's how they talk. <laughs> with these but it, but it is interesting that there hasn't been a, a, a beer made specifically for women. Women, yeah. 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 Well, you wonder whether that's a bit of an opportunity, like if somebody, because I'm sure that um, I'm sure that you could probably construct some sort of marketing uncum that would, you know, kind of yeah, just a taste profile which aimed at women and yeah, know, et cetera, and if you Google beer for ladies, beer for ladies, <laughs> yeah. you, get, you get arches. Yeah, because they, they, they advertise uh, or they have done in the past shampoo <coughs> for men, and they say because your hair is different from mm. uh, women's hair, yeah. so we've designed this shampoo specifically Especially, for your hair. Yeah. So you could do the same with beer. Find the beer. Good, good contender for ladies' beer, and I think this might be true actually is Corona, because it comes with a wedge of lime in the top, which yeah. automatically yeah. makes it. Girly, I reckon. But but I, actually, actually, I work with. I, I drink a lot of real ale, but I work with um, a lot of girls who don't really drink beer, yeah. but they will order a Corona. Mm. Mm. Right. Is that because of the? Is that because it tastes nicer? Because and maybe because it's it's not too much to. It's quite dainty. It's mm. to handle. It's just a bottle, isn't it? And you do get frowned at if you order a, a pint in a pub still. <laughs> Think. It's weird because I I I don't drink I I, I drink beer I drink pints in, in the pub and one thing I would say is that um, the older generation my 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 family don't like the fact that I drink pints I think they always think oh, half pints <laughs> so ladies, unladylike <laughs> oh that's a thing shandy ladies should drink half pints and and shandy drink half pints so in two thousand so in 2002, uh, someone was trying to market raspberry and chocolate beer aimed at women, which obviously didn't really take off. No. Um, there are some chocolate beers, but they're certainly not, um, don't make the ones we've tried aren't any good for us. No, no, not at all. They're really nice, actually, the, the chocolate pours. Um, I went to um, one of these beer festival things down on the Euston Road, uh, where lots of from London at their, at their conventions and stuff and really about about well maybe not 50% but somewhere between 30 and 40% were, were girls and, and women mm. uh, so they're nice in there it does kind of happen because I mean you see you read the sort of you read in the news don't you about you know there's this 
few years ago there was that whole kind of ladette culture thing where girls started drinking beer mm. and girls started acting like men and that sort of stuff and it was you know it was like the media kind of had it as this time when women started acting like men and drinking pints but i don't know was that was that when it really was that just always happened or was that just nonsense because loads of loads of my female friends drink beer maybe now mm. it's that that women can drink beer and we've gone past that kind of you'll be lab- you'll be labeled as a laddette mm. yeah you know and maybe it's now just subverted it a bit like take this out of context and not and not be seen as a laddette i think it's I yeah i think it's thought of mine <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it's still. It's still sometimes regarded as unladylike, but I don't think. I don't think people assume that you're going to be leery and dancing on tables. Yeah. Even if you are, <laughs> which you probably wouldn't do with um, with Cornish IPA from Marks and Spencers, which is a delicious and well-mannered beer. <laughs> Actually, another sort of gap could be the the fruit beers. I always feel a bit funny about ordering those in a, in, a, in a pub. I mean, I, not fun because I, I, I really quite like them, but, but I do. Yeah, I do Is that the cherry one? Uh, strawberry. strawberry. Yeah. Yeah. I've had nice cherry beers. There's a there's mm. a pub really near here called the Garden Gate, and it's got three names. Mm. Mm. They, they all... I do a bit, and it's just funny because some of it's really strong, isn't it? I mean, some of the, if you go yeah. to kind of some of the Belgian um, beer places in in town, you know, that they, they serve this kind of Trappist stuff that they serve, which is kind mm. of often fruit flavored. It's Tremendously strong stuff, and you can only really get it in small mm. amounts. But I, I, there's something about beer culture which is weird. Like you, you don't, it, it shouldn't be about being sweet and about being things that are nice to drink because it's sort of a. When I first started drinking beer, it was a bit of a rite of passage, and we were supposed to sort of break through the lack of enjoyment, <laughs> yeah. kind of, and drink it almost in spite of the fact that it tasted yeah, what yeah. it did like. So it, it, I still feel a bit. There's maybe there's a bit of a hangover of that. Though you, you're not allowed to drink in Denmark. Well, yeah, that, I think yeah. part of it. I mean, because it's funny because actually now I quite like beer for beer, you know, I, I don't quite like beer, otherwise I wouldn't be sitting here drinking beer and talking about it, so it's like ridiculous that I was even here, but, um, but th- this is kind of, it's slightly weird, I mean I do, like, beers that's fruity and sweet, it feels slightly sort of, it's a bit like ordering a shandy, like kind of, mm. people will slightly look at scants at you at the bar and kind of think, hmm. And if, but if you, if you're a woman ordering, you know, shandy yeah. beer, man beer, yeah, which is perfectly, perfectly normal, which is bizarre, not quite sure why that do you, do you, do you feel... Strange when you order a pub. I've never no, not, in most places, no. But yeah. I do every now and again. Mm. You you get the man who kind of frowns at you and, <laughs> and kind of kind of goes for the half pint glass and kind of starts to emerge with it. It's like, no, I would like a pint, please. A whole pint. <laughs> like, yes, I'll drink it slowly. I promise. <laughs> well, I, I don't often drink beer. And I, I'll tend to drink wine. It's really funny. Yeah, this yeah. is hilarious. Actually. Every single time mm. um, when they're you order beer, I'll order wine, and when they bring it to the table every single time, that is put the wine down slightly. Every th- yeah, mm. they just yeah. assume. And, and do you as a, do you make a big show saying no? Actually, this is for no. Or do you just kind of <laughs> actually, and, yeah. I feel a bit embarrassed because I've got this, you know, <coughs> pint of beer or whatever. And yeah, it looks really greedy, and, and so yeah. I do the top afterwards. But um, mm. even when we order, you know, we actually order separately. You know, the waitress mm. comes over mm. and I say beer and he says wine. He's still. Maybe, maybe before, between when they take your order and when they come back, you should swap seats. That's got to work. There's a drop more. Will you? Uh, how much is it? 
Why not? Why not? yours? Thoughts and feelings. Mulling over. Um, Jesse, what did you say? Reverse your evolution. Yeah. Um. Uh. By the way, we're allowed to change our scores afterwards if we decide mm. that this was the best one and blah blah blah. Okay. Um. So I I do like this. So I'm gonna give it a seven. For now, I'm gonna give it a seven. Mm. I'm going to give it six because it's <laughs> one later than you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually one. <laughs> oh, is there a reason? Um, yeah, because it's, it's it's quite pleasant. It's very refreshing. Very, uh, but it's a lot more flavour than the last one. You can actually taste some of the sweetness. Um. I mean, I, f- I feel like giving it a seven as well, except that's only, I liked it more than one more than the last one, which gave a six, so you can maybe there does need to be some re-editing. Seven and a half is, is, is on the money. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it was kind of, it was, um, it was quite subtle, uh, but very nice. Um, and I, I quite like things that are both subtle and very nice. Like Much like Cat Flint, <laughs> CDs are available. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. So yeah, seven and a half is about right, yeah. Um, I think I think I'm a seven as well on this one. I think it was, I think it was nice, but not knowing what's coming next, mm. I don't want to rate it too high because yeah. then it might be setting setting the bar too high. But I might I might reassess. But um, no, I could I could I could drink a few of those. I think ten to sixteen minutes very quickly with them as well. Cool. Well, that was Cornish uh, IPA, and uh, we'll be back next with uh, Yorkshire Bitter. And we're back with tier three, which is Martin Spencer's <laughs> right. Yorkshire Bitter. Um, this is a higher um, uh, taste intensity uh, than the last two. The last two have been taste intensity factor four. <laughs> <laughs> this is a five, and it's um, oops. Quite my iPad. It's actually only four point six. It's not. Song's gone. So it's got a C plus overall on beeradvocates.com. It's made by the Croxton Brewery in Yorkshire. Uh, comments like it said makes a fizzing sound, which it is doing as it's processing. <laughs> I can hear it. Um, bittersweet taste, rather strong. Mm, lacking in depth and body, possibly with sour yeasty notes. Definitely smells heavy, heavier than the, mm. than the last one. It does, isn't it? Mm. Smells like um, it does. Yeah, you can smell the yeast. It smells like bread rising. It's completely different. Yeah, it's much um, beerier. <laughs> <laughs> that's my credibility shot. I should just start drinking baby sham and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a more uh, maybe maybe it's a York, it's, it's a Yorkshire thing. It's more <coughs> bracing, hairy chested. Mm. This is a contract brew for Marks and Spencers, and is amongst a range of four bottles from different breweries and spirits. Marks and Spencers is also the first British supermarket 
highlight rear rail on the bottom. That's an exclusive line of product. The intention is really good and very high compliment, at least from the point of view of the rear rail technology. Good point, actually. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen like a Tesco finest gear or mm. a Sainsbury's taste the difference gear. I'm sure there might have been. Yeah, sure I think there might be. I'm saying cider could be kind of slightly different. They're different new ciders, but that bit. I guess the one that we all know about is Mr. Van Van Rager. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the usual. I can't think of the. I don't think it was Tesco finest. No, doesn't. That's yeah. Doesn't yeah. really fit with Tesco's program. Not to speak ill of people who basically probably own most of my house and most of our streets, but <laughs> Tesco seems to be most. I mean, when I think of Tesco's and beer, I think of, te of I think of slabs and lots of beer for sale and that sort of. I don't think yeah. of Thomas Bradley Thompson. Maybe they just don't. Yeah. Well, I was going to say maybe they just don't want to try and compete with the established brands, but they do compete with most other established brands too. Often by almost mimicking exactly the pattern. Yeah, I think they yeah. see what's successful and then they and then they do their own version if it if it exactly. stays. You, you you go on um you go on Tesco.com now and you kind of type in like Heinz beans or whatever and they ping up a little thing saying, Have you tried our cheaper alternative? So oh, really? Tesco finest golden sheep pale ale, Tesco finest India pale ale. Mm. And Tesco finest French wheat beer. Capital of the city. One thing that um, <laughs> would be really good to try is a blind wine yeah. tasting mm. to, yeah. you know, get see completely different qualities mm. of fruit. Well, you could maybe do like a Tesco finest or Morrison finest or Wilkins finest mm. uh, mm. beers and see which one. And, and throw in a budget one as well. Supreme, <laughs> yeah. <So> supreme champion. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, I was oh, that was the only Marsat in January, wasn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, or last, last year, year, possibly. <laughs> right, wow. last year, yeah. And then, yeah, they have three ales and four ciders, apparently. Mm. It's maybe more difficult to identify the market leader in beer in, in terms of emulating the labelling and, and marketing as it is with kind of blue or green. Yeah. Or, or exclusive kind of definition of Yeah, particularly with ale, because ale is all, like, people who really like ale are, are interested in the brewery that it comes from, mm. and they seek out microbreweries, and they seek out new things to try. Mm. And I think it's, yeah, it's a characteristic of the kind of people who like that kind of beer. They're probably less likely to just buy en masse from Tesco. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's, I mean, it's almost like, you wonder whether it's a, a conscious decision not to, because you think about, I mean, because I, I, I don't really particularly care about having microbrewed toothpaste with beans so I kind of just want to buy them in mm. you know cocktail and I suppose with beer you almost there's like a suspicion of things that can mass produce isn't there mm. but I mean if I'm a serious beer drinker I don't want to I don't want to buy things that look like in the same, yeah in the same way if like if you if you like wine then you're not going to go and buy all the connoisseur yeah yeah all of the the chain wines because I'm mm. a bit, always a bit put off but you know it's a lot to spend to do own brands of wine and I'm but I, I'm quite happy to buy supermarket own brands of most stuff but I always get a bit funny about buying own brand wine Mm. That means mm. that they, they have definite kind of values that they apply to certain types of products and, and not others. Mm. Like going to a shop to buy Wilder's uh, regular brand Tesco's Supreme, but you're not going to buy it because it's Tesco's Supreme unless it's 
I think so. I, th- I think I want to kind of feel as if, if I'm drinking beer, particularly this kind of beer, I want to feel as if some some guy who's been doing it for 30 years is doing it, and he's, he's doing it because he loves it, not mm. because he wants to sell his beer to Tesco. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of I, I kind of want to feel as if it's a bit of a labour of love. I think, mm. and I think that's kind of how it's such an it's such a organic and magical thing, beer. And I suppose it's the same with wine, isn't it? You want to feel as if it's kind of a product of magic and not market research. You know, mm. I don't know, yeah. beans fine, market search brilliant. I, you know, make make the best tea taste through science. I don't really mind, but it shouldn't, shouldn't be like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's a science bit. Concentrate. I don't, if they did a beer out with Jennifer Aniston telling me that here's a science bit, concentrate on a number of levels, I would be put out <laughs> by that happening. But if Ruth Morrissey advertises you, then uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine if we had Tesco home pubs. Like oh. if they set themselves up as a brewery and they bought over a whole bunch of pubs. That's a terrifying thought. Isn't it? That's, I, <laughs> that's the future yeah. right there. <laughs> I think that would be the point where England's soul died. <laughs> yeah, absolutely good. Yeah. Good. Um, I mean, you can't do anything beyond that. Because, um, yeah, they're into car insurance and they're into, like, they're being Argos, they're yeah. being IKEA. They're, there's, yeah. no start of, there's no start of banks. No, there's not. Um, yeah. They've already got Tesco parking passes, um, which actually seems to be a part of the campaign. They might have uh, rolled that back from Terry Selkin. Because, I mean, they could put, I mean, they've already got their tourists in every, mm. every Tesco they might, because they own their tourists, yeah. and they could have a, a inside Tesco parking Scary They're stuff. coming for us. I heard, I heard somewhere, <laughs> it's a few years ago, I think, that apparently one one so one pound out of every eight spent uh, eight pounds spent on any kind of retail in in this country is spent in a Tesco, and that was a few years ago. And Tesco, mm. they've not exactly been backsliding since then. Yeah. It's a terrifying thought. Mm. Although Tesco <laughs> has less of a presence in England than it does in Scotland, so really? there's more competition in, as in London. We've got right. more established Sainsbury's and and, uh, Mor- and um, um, Wakefield's. Yeah. yeah, there's nowhere near as many Sainsbury's in Scotland, is there? Yeah, and uh, I mean, the places where you do have them on, you tend to be new ones, mm. metros here. Whereas in Scotland, you've got the mega trunks, which are all new trunks. There is there is one that my aunt goes to in um, Baldock in. Um, Somewhere in the world, or I can't remember, somewhere in the country, and she she calls it her palace because she <laughs> goes there and it's just so massive. And there's that um, retail park in in Edinburgh, yeah, which, which is, um, everything is just it, I, when I went there today, it, it, uh, today, yes, last week, yesterday, <laughs> when I went there last week, it was like being in America because it was everything was so big, big mm. and there was. The shops were just yes. and Tesco's was and there's a there's a Tesco Direct shop which is just electric and two whatever bikes right wow mm. quite <laughs> quite a popular phrase over the last few months has been to bike to bed uh, actually if you think of a institution in our country it's to bike to bed yeah it's, it's yeah. Good, it just couldn't 
there was a danger that it would suddenly ring a doorbell. I don't think there's any. It would take something quite serious to make a whole nation stop stop shopping in a in a particular supermarket, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm. But maybe maybe pub will be their the the thorn in their side. Yeah, <laughs> people will be so offended at the notion of a Tesco's pub. But I wouldn't mind if, if Tesco <laughs> up against Weatherspoons, I wouldn't mind so much. I'd rather they left my local geezer alone. I don't want them buying the landlord. Mm. Well, that's what Green Thing do. Green Thing buy up a pub and then stuff to put in more beer. Yeah. Not so tragedy. What do you think of those uh, Sam Smith pubs? Have you seen that? Oh, those... Uh, are they Brewster's pubs? Is that what they're called? No, it's, it's, Sam, it's Sam Smith's Brewery. So again, it's a bit like Green Thing. You only get Sam Smith stuff, but they make everything. They make fruit juice, they make mixers, they make beers. They've got ales, IPAs, lagers, like everything. I think they even probably have wine. But um, but they're really cheap. It's like It's like a kind of... A Weatherspoons masquerading as an old man pub. It's really, it's really strange. They give mm. you terrible hangovers. It all looks very kind of offensive. <laughs> all the kind of label links all old. Kind of, oh, I'm in a real, you know, mm. not really a chain. But then you, you do wake up with your most phenomenal <laughs> headbangers the next day. <laughs> um, presumably you know them factory not handcrafted lovingly by hand. My, yeah, not like this <laughs> um, Yorkshire Bitter from yeah. Marks and Spencers, which is bottle conditioned. Handcrafted, is it handcrafted? What does it sound about the back of this? <laughs> 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 they don't really say much about, they kind of have their ratings, but they don't really say much about, you know how the back of wine you kind of get like a bunch of mm. stuff about what it tastes like and kind of what it will go with and what to pair it with and stuff like that. They don't really, uh, on the back yeah. of all these, they kind of just talk about the sediment and the natural process and the yeast and how to get it to age well and stuff like that, don't they? I kind of you wonder why they don't talk about mm. what it would go nicely with food wise. Yeah. You know, it's a good idea. The yeah. stuff you get, I mean, I have to kind of pick up a bottle of wine and kind of look at and kind of go, well, I mean, if it says it's, well, I don't really know what they're talking about, it's a shame, but kind of, <laughs> but it's, the, 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 you'll either say, you know, this is a big meaty one or this is a yeah. light, light fruity one, one on that basis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I kind of often go on that, on that basis, kind of whether it goes well with fish or not, whereas, mm. you know, you think this beer would, you know. But maybe they're just still going for that kind of marketing. Unless they're killed it themselves. Drunk with steak. Yeah. It's definitely it's a really different kettle of fish. This one, isn't it? From sorry, no. from the last. <laughs> one. Literally a kettle of fish. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's much. Um, well, the last one w- was was much more kind of floral and mm. more bright, and this is a bit more. This is how I imagine. If, if when I when I was a kid and I imagined people drinking beer in like Yorkshire yeah. working men's clubs, yeah. this is a kind of this is the taste. This is like the archetypal yeah. beer. Kind of dark brown bit of yeah. But it's not that. It's like for review, probably. Mm. <laughs> but, um, I, I think that's uh, you a great point though about suggesting on on beers what food would taste well with. Uh, it really helps. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, that last beer that we had was really light and, um, and very golden colour. And this one's really different. You, you know, it, it gives you the tasting sense a bit. 
Because the last one was like a chicken and salad beer, mm. or a barbecue mm. beer. Yeah. Mm. An outside, an outside beer. Yeah. Whereas this one's like pie chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah. If, if I imagine this with chips and gravy, like really good chips and some yeah, gravy, it makes you go, mm. gravy, like yeah. a steak and kidney pie. Actually, I can really imagine this being really nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything slow, slow cooked, anything you can. Yeah. Mm. I love this one. Now, because I'm now Well, we should probably score this one. Mm. Uh, let's go back around and start again. Okay. So, I like it more than the first one. I think I like it less than the second one. So, I'm going to have to go in the middle with this one. Um, I'm, with, I'm with Kat, uh, traditionally. I think it's, it's, it's nicer than the first one. But I, I still quite like the second one. I think this is very tasty. Um, uh, I've got to find. I've got to give it a six and a half or seven. Um, does that leave? No. Six and three quarters. Six and. <laughs> yeah, six. So I'm going to give this one a. Sorry. I'm going to give it a six and a half, I think. Although, in the past 30 seconds, I've been thinking it. <laughs> six and a half. Let's make yeah. it. And then I'll maybe go back and change my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um. I give it a four point five, and you give it a four point six, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I agree with Kat. Uh, it's more than the first one, but it's more than the second one. Um, um, yeah, I initially thought that I liked this more than the Cornish IPA, but I don't. So it's the same as Kat. I'm going to give it four point eight for me. Cool, so that was uh, Yorkshire Beer, and uh, our next and last beer will be uh, Yorkshire Pilsner's Organic Brewery. Cool. Uh, right, so our last uh, beer on our map is Peak, and it's quite simply Organic Ale. It's light golden ale brewed using malt prepared from organic ale grown barley and pure water from the rolling Scottish border hills. Enjoy the pleasing hot aroma of smooth apple. Now then, uh, who's uh, a little bit controversial? We've <laughs> <laughs> discovered uh, leading the ingredients list. Which was Rob. Yes. <laughs> well, has more ingredients than any of the other beers that we've drunk so far tonight. Yeah. The other beers just have water, barley, hops, and malt. And this advertises itself as being organic. And I guess it is. But it has stabilizers and arginine in it. It says it is a committed non organic brewing. What we've discovered is that this is a, a vegetarian thickener, so you use it in place of things like gelatin. Quite what it's doing in beer, I don't know. Um, there seems to be some controversy over its over its use as an ingredient, um, with research continuing. So we're taking our lives in our hands to, to test this one. Yeah, it seems odd that 
Because <laughs> the mod that the one beer with it's kind of really setting itself up as as an organic uh, and pure ale is much more fitting than the other ones that I've had online. Maybe it's maybe because they're organic they need it would be interesting to come, I don't know. Yeah. It would be interesting to know what um brewery it's from. I suppose if the others are using genetically modified barley that lasts a million years in a radioactive <laughs> box or something, then, 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 they, don't need then they don't need the stabilisers. <laughs> it's a certified radioactivity free this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to know, isn't it? Yeah. There's mm. a lot that you can mask with an ingredients list. Yeah. Mm. Um, that was nice. Well, at least they've been honest and, and, uh, and said exactly what is in it. Mm. I wonder why we need to promote this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe like you suggested, maybe separate. Well, because it's, I think it's a, it says, they say on the back, carrageenan's a stabiliser, so I guess if, um, if maybe because it's organic, I don't know, maybe it separates out and it's just a bit weird, so they have to look after that. Yeah, just the way it looks. On a tangent, if you want to make your own carrageenan, this is my other factor that I've just learned, <laughs> <laughs> get yourself some Irish moss and boil it for 20 minutes. So that's quite unspecific. So, so, so presumably lots of kinds of moss grow in Ireland. <laughs> like it's scraped off a grave. Any, any, kind of moss, <laughs> any kind of moss. It's highly poisonous moss that I just found on the other side of a truck in Dublin. <laughs> it glows in the dark. That's not moss, that's just mould. <laughs> it smells, um, smells citrusy. It's got a very strong, yeah. It's mm. 6% this I think it's yeah, it's not to be sniffed at. <laughs> Although we are at the moment <laughs> sniffing them. It also gets a six on the taste and temperature scale. That is sharper. Is it sweeter than the other ones? Hmm. Does that smell? That smells a bit like we were talking about those jars and sweets. Yeah. Smells like music festival. <laughs> it smells. It smells. It smells. On the first day or the last day. <laughs> it smells of beer trampled into mud. I reckon. Standing recommendation. No, no, in a nice way. It's the first, it's, it's the first day of the festival, not the last day. It's kind of. It's nice. I mean, I. I yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's really much sharper. Yeah, on the first toast, it was quite a powerful yeah. impression, but it is quite. It does. I think it is quite sweet. Because mm. my impression of it is, but it's got a sort of cut to it. It's not just yeah. just sweet, is it? So it's not citrusy. Yeah, it's back. It's back to being the the penny on the tongue noodliness. Mm. Uh, Francis once described uh, one of the beers we had as like pretty nine volt battery on your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the poetic guy. Electricity something. Mint I can't elect- remember now. Mint electricity or something like that? No, it's something else. Is it electricity? Mm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it does have that kind of um, electric metallic-y sort of 
Well, it's not in a bad way. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I'm sure it's not for stabilizer, but it's kind of taste thicker, doesn't it? Not not mm. consistency wise, but yeah. Like if you compare it to um, closest, probably the closest beer that we had to Cajun was the Cornish IPA, which is the kind of like lighter, um, golden, golden ale. It's more similar to that, but it's it is yeah. It's a bit um, kind of getting on towards that meady sort of thing, isn't it? Mm. A bit bit honeyish and yeah, thick, and you can it it tastes um, it'd be really nice in winter. Imagine kind of sticking this next to the fire, mm. whilst yeah. getting a bit like, you know, a bit like damp and in need of a warm drink. Mm. Yeah, so often do. <laughs> <laughs> or watching the uh, like watching film on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the way this makes this makes us feel. <laughs> Rather than the taste. Yeah, we the emotional oh, yeah. club. <laughs> <laughs> Mint electric fitting. Ah, that is the most good. poetic beer description is, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also the best album by Secret Machine. Or should be. Mint electric fitting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's quite orangey, isn't it? Um, no. I, d- I mean, I <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, you, you're allowed to accept that. I don't. Like I kind, of, I kind of see where you're coming from, to be honest. Because it's not, it's not quite citrusy enough to be lemon or lime or grapefruit, but it's, it's a little bit sweeter, like contrary or. There's definitely there's a bitter finish. I mean, because I'm trying to remember, cause I'm, I've kind of got over the sweet thing now. That's the first thing that kind of the first few mouthfuls that we have actually sweet, but actually mm. now I've got over that. It's kind of definitely bitterness afterwards. Oh, I like it. Yeah, it's good. Really good. It's the strongest mm. uh, that we have had so far. Ah, so the the one review that I can find says sweet and orangey aroma, plenty of caramel malt note. Herby nettle aromas and a little earthy whiff of silage. See, it's a festival. <laughs> it's, it's true. Earthy whiff of portuguese. Yeah. Silage, silage gets a bad press. Apparently, apparently, it's just like it's just dried grass or something. I think silage actually smells quite nice. It smells quite rich and healthy. Earthy, yeah, like kind of countryside. Like it's definitely definitely pungent, but in quite yeah. a nice way. Pungent can be good. So this is, so it says it's made by Broughton Ales. Broughton Ales. Um, and the reviewer wondered whether it's the same as Broughton's fine organic gold. Yeah. Uh, I guess you'd, you'd have to think that these breweries are making this anyway. Rather than yeah. making this Because yeah. really the way this works is most kind of buyers who go out and find nice ales. Yeah, they're going to taste all of the 12 yeah. ales mm. that they have. And yeah. It's much like much like we're doing now, but with more financial resources and a no, no microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of enjoying this one. I don't think I could drink lots of this. No. I don't like the, the Cornish one. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sort of. You know, it's not a throwaway session lager, but I, I, I could. 
I could see myself kind of drinking a beer then and there because it's quite yeah, nice. With this one, it, it's quite quickly starts to get cloying. Yeah, mm. it's pretty heavy. <coughs> I guess maybe it's a it's a tasting thing. I don't know. Must be that uh, kind of different sort of a beer thing. Is it? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, it's all about Irish moss that I'm picking out of my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> So Broughton Ales also make an own label, uh, an own label ale for Waitrose as well. Mm-hmm. And they are based just outside Edinburgh, between the towns of Bigar and Keeble. Ah. You're you, your part of the world. Do yes, you guys know that? Do you know the brewery or the places? Yeah, I'm trying to make some stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lounge. <laughs> I love Bigar as a place name. I never know if it's bigger or bigger. I say bigger because I had a maths teacher who used it in maths formula to help us remember, like bigger. Um, <laughs> but we, but we would like, he would tell us about the place name to make like a, a big, like, an R. like a big R as opposed to a little R. And I think a big R symbolizes one thing, and a little R symbolizes something else. R equals yeah. But I can't remember. He was a very good double history teacher. But <laughs> but I can't remember any of it. And uh, people, so yeah, you can cycle down people. Uh, Next time we should pop into Broughton Ales and ask them about their Marks and Spencers. Deal. Deal, yeah. Deal. <laughs> Accuse them of selling out. Yeah. <laughs> you sell beer to both Marks and Spencers and Waitrose. We should take a look at that. Yeah. yeah. Those Marks and Spencers know about that. Maybe we're breaking the news to them. Yeah, what, what, very upset. What, what would that? How much is that worth? That information. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to keep quiet. Let's <laughs> find out. Busted, I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give it a go. I suspect nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've just found it on the internet by searching <laughs> this beer. So Broughton Ales also make a range of seasonal ales. You can buy spring, summer, autumn, winter, pressed footing ale for going around <laughs> and getting drunk at New Year when other people drink it. And one <laughs> one to honour the Six Nations Rugby Championship as well. Mm. <laughs> Beer mm. for every occasion. Well, yeah, having grown up near that area, I can... Best of life. smelling this beer because it's really mm. does it smells of paper in this beer because it, it does seem that if you kind of hold it up and shake it does seem thicker mm. like it kind of stops yeah, nobody listening can really see this but <laughs> what i'm doing is i'm holding it up and i'm shaking it from side to side and then waiting to see how long it stops yeah uh, yeah which is a fascinating right. experiment but it kind of it, it, it <laughs> seems more um viscous than the other ones yeah mm. 
and I'm sure it tastes thicker than that just to get thin on it. Kind of, I don't know. What, so that's interesting because why would you add something to make it thicker than other beers? I mean, is that does that make it more ale? Is, is ale meant to be? Or perhaps the organic thicker? brewing process means it comes out thinner, and it's bringing mm. it up to right. it's bringing it up to scratch. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why you need to put stabilizer and carrageenan into uh, organic beer? That's true. <laughs> Why do you? Oh yeah, mm. my dear friend. Uh, my cake. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we haven't touched the cake yet. We haven't yeah. touched it. There will be a slice left over for us. Mm. Well, mm. we're at eleven minutes. We should probably close. Um. Um, five point five. <laughs> score because I I I just couldn't drink very much of this stuff and I liked it more than the Buckingham Show, which um yeah that's my score. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it six. Because I gave the oh, oh. I gave the corn fresh a six, and I like it as much as that. It's different, but I like it as much as that. Um, I I don't quite like it as much as the Cornish one, so I'm going to give it a seven. I gave the Cornish one a seven and a half, I think. But it's mm. really nice. I mean, I can I can imagine on a, on the right day, <coughs> in the right mood, and kind of a, probably cold outside, I can imagine quite enjoying it. But it's just a little bit too thick and cloying for me. I'm going to I'm going to give it a seven actually. I like it. I like it as much as I like the IPA, but in a totally different way. But um, I like the smell of this one. I think it smells really nice. Mm. And I might not I might not drink a lot of it, but I think I would enjoy what I drank. It's nice. It's one to savour rather than one to drink a lot of. Yeah. Lovely. Mm. So um, what, who won? <laughs> Do we know who won? The Cornish IPA. Yeah, Cornish IPA. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> but only by two marks, actually, because the um, organic beer went to 25. Or 25.5. So, is it 25? Only 25.5. And then last was, uh, obviously, Buckingham Show. So, the middle one. So, we preferred the uh, kind of goldeny skills over the darker well, this one was pretty nice too. Last one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other two were kind of brown, and I was like, "Oh, that's a nice brownie." <laughs> Technically, yes. Yeah. Yes, they were. Maybe should edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I think leave it in. Thank you. <laughs> that's the uh, the power of being the editor. I can uh, make myself look good. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should set this up for some kind of regional competition between different parts of Britain. Hmm. The pride of British <laughs> ale. Yeah, because we have battled yeah, out. Yorkshire, Buckinghamshire, Cornwall and Border. Hmm. I should really be uh, I should say at this point I am half Yorkshire and I should really be fighting hard for the Yorkshire bitter I suppose, but I'm having a moment of total lack of respect for my roots. You've been you've been touched by the sound <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mm. Well, thanks very much, Kat and Nick, for uh, yes, 
Wizards is different. 